You're now listening to The Nest on Tap, conversations to encourage parents to make informed choices about healthcare and to embrace parenting as a tool to change the world, one diaper at a time. Here's your host, Katie Demota. Welcome to The Nest. Thanks for joining us. I am joined today by two of my favorite people. My co-host today is Chelsea Bryan, who you may remember from birth class. Chelsea's a midwife and an experienced birth doula. And our guest today is Anna Wurderich. Anna is a practitioner of classical Chinese acupuncture and herbal medicine. With over 20 years of practice, she has witnessed this ancient medicine successfully treat our modern day neurological gynecological, I knew that was going to happen, psychological and gastrointestinal illness and more. To increase the body's natural ability to heal, Anna uses scalp, ear, and body acupuncture, cupping, gua sha, and acupressure. She creates customized herbal formulas and other dietary guidance. Anna, we're so excited you're here today with us. Welcome. to see all these familiar faces. Well, we love you here at the nest. There's Mia too. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, in thinking about all of this, it made me realize there are like uh, three big opportunities for us ladies to um, heal ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and they're huge pivotal life changes. Um, menstruation, postpartum, and menopause. And they're all like major hormonal shifts and times for us to like, you know, of course, when we we start menstruating, we don't have hardly any awareness about any of this, but, um, you know, there are times when we can think, okay, whoa, there's this huge outpouring or change. How can I take care of myself? And, um, so uh, thinking about, especially postpartum, because that seems the mm-hmm. stage that um, everybody here is in and interested in, how do we recuperate from such a huge endeavor, such a, we made a baby, we took mm-hmm. everything we had, our blood, our chi, our hormones, our body fluids, and we built something. <laughs> it's amazing. And it is amazing. And sometimes we don't have enough, but that doesn't matter. Like our body will make it so that our baby has enough to to become a human. Um, But if we don't have enough, then, whoa, we've got to figure out how to shore it up. Um, so, uh, So some things, I mean, Katie, maybe you can ask me some questions or something first, but. I took. A, have, I have a bunch of little notes here. Okay. Well, we have lots of questions, but you're welcome to yeah. steer us however it makes sense, Anna. Um, I just thought we would be delighted to hear from you some things we can do. I thought we could kind of talk about what can you do immediate postpartum? What are some things mm-hmm. to be thinking about after such a big endeavor, especially if maybe you didn't have a lot to give? And so... <laughs> I think that was my friend Levi talking. And so um, 
you know, what are some basic things to re thinking about replenishing or rebuilding immediately within the first year and then maybe even moving on to uh, preparing for pregnancy again? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, some things that women can experience or feel straight away postpartum is overwhelmed, right? <laughs> like, um, uh, and there's this leakage of fluid with just giving a baby and some blood coming. And then there's a leakage of fluid with maybe a little sweating. Then there's a leakage of fluid with overgiving. Um, and it's so hard in that like week, three weeks and thereafter to like manage how we spend our time and socialize and all of these things if we look are all like we're you know we're bleeding out <laughs> or we're just losing we're, we're not consolidated so mm. that's such a key word to think about is how do we consolidate ourselves after having completely dilated every single cell in our body to give birth to this being how do we like bring it back and um so our overgiving, our oversweating, our our overbleeding, all those things, our overworking, our not resting are all like these leakages. So um, and we're like hot. And so we want to eat like really cold things, which is totally the contra too. So it's it's a really interesting mixed up time. Um, and so when if we see that there are any of these leakages those are great opportunities to start to kind of take care of ourselves and and that will change that will lead to like good hormone balance going forward um so um i think one in in terms of like time wise right like not not having a bunch of guests not over not thinking you have to clean the house not thinking you have to entertain um uh, getting help, right? Mm -hmm. Getting help is such a, I know Katie, you, you and Chelsea are all like all about the getting help thing. We, the seven sisters thing came to my mind of like how amazing that was for our friend. Um, and you know, how amazing it was to be a seven, one of the seven sisters and just be mm -hmm. there for a couple hours a, a week and do laundry and, mm -hmm. <laughs> or anything. Um, and so some of the other like consolidating um, pieces is like, is like keeping yourself wrapped, keeping your belly wrapped. That's a big thing. And your feet and your body, like keeping, you know, out down by the feet are, um, we lose a lot of, of our energy out of our feet. And a lot of the conception, the channels that go up to the womb are down around the ankles and the feet. So keeping them keeping the socks up to the ankles um, covered is keeping the feet up to the ankles covered is really important. Um, and keeping yourself warm, even if you're like alternating sweating, just like make sure that you're, you're covered. If it's a light thing that keeps you protected, keep yourself covered. Um, and um, eating really you know, eating cooked meals, not eating raw meals. Like sometimes birth can be traumatic. I mean, even if it isn't traumatic, having a baby in your life is this brand new event that you've got to figure out how to react to. It can be traumatic to wake up frequently. Mm -hmm. um, so when we have any kind of huge event in our lives, um, 
that is in any way, you know, disrupting, it can uh, make our digestive cheese scatter and make and weaken how well we process. So keeping our, our foods um, easy to digest and cooked warm foods, um, you know, mulberries put into a little bit of a, a rice porridge or congee, Chinese dates, ginger, a little bit of meat, not a lot of meat, but a little bit of meat will help start to re-blood, um, rebuild blood and like um, if the main like source of, of blood building after like how much blood we lose from giving birth, even if we don't lose blood, it's just to build the baby, um, is to nourish the function of digestion. If the function of digestion is off, we can't make blood. Mm. And then it can start to cascade and disrupt our cycles going forward um, and disrupt fertility and, and hormone balance. And so um, regular cooked meals, don't skip, don't skip anything. I mean, it's easy to skip because you have a little baby and you're like, oh, just take care of this child first. And it's like, well, you know, get your nourishment in. So mm -hmm. you're nourished and then you're going to make the milk for your baby and you're going to be ready for whatever they're going to bring you. Um, and so that's, you know, look all the warm, keep warm, keep consolidated, warm food, wrap yourself. <laughs> They'll even do a lot of some moxa to the mama, um, which grounds, nourishes the digestion again, nourishes the womb again and anchors energy from mm -hmm. um, kind of floating up. So when we're, um, when, you know, after having given birth again, like the center is, is a little weaker and we can then, instead of being able to harmoniously um, transform things, we'll start to get an upsurge of chi and we'll, that's where the anxiety and depression come, can come from is this weak center. Um, so so it, it's like the core of everything to just keep yourself nourished, consolidated. Um, Anna, for mm -hmm. those of us who don't know moxa, maybe not everyone knows moxa, mm -hmm. can you help us understand that? Moxa is a, um, a warming treatment. It's one of the, um, it's an old, old treatment that's done with mugwort and it is life sustaining. My teacher said, has all these things about like moxa for life. You just, you just do it to, to prolong your life and keep yourself healthy. It, um, there are certain spots on the body um, that are like portals in that you can actually replenish energy that we've given out. And there's not that many ways that we do that. <laughs> there's, you know, there's not those, we generally just things we just give out. We just like use, use our energy, but this is one way we can rebuild. Um, and so there's a, there's points on the abdomen below the belly button that um, help restore blood and chi and move blood and chi to prevent stagnation. Um, regular moxa at certain points of the year, like different like equinoxes and solstices particularly, um, help uh, improve immunity for six months forward. So um, there's you know beautiful practices of just 
so basically you can you burn this mugwort in like a cigar form i don't have any with me right now over different points and it restores chi and blood thank you I just want to say one thing that I'm, I'm loving hearing because I don't come from a classical Chinese medicine background. Um, I'm just a good old fashioned Northern California girl. And I like the old wives and I like the collision of some common sense old wives stuff with some of the detailed classical Chinese medicine practices that you're sharing with us. You know, it's stuff mom say, grandma say, right? Right. Let's stay warm. Let's stay calm. Let's have like warm, nourishing, soupy, easy to digest foods. I really just so love when you just realize that a lot of these principles are universal and they might be expressed in different ways through different um, mm-hmm. medicine systems. But for for people like me, who I'm just like, I'm just a regular lady. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I'm like, I don't know about mugworts opening, opening the portals of my chi, but <laughs> I know that, you know, it feels, you know, really nice to have my belly wrapped and it feels, you know, supported when I have a cup of broth and that those simple practices can be really deeply nourishing and healing and they don't have to be complicated or esoteric. So I just, right, right, right. I mean, even the socks, <clears throat> I know that socks. sounds simple and silly, Anna, but you taught me a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> My problem is I don't wear socks. My feet are too cold. And I'm like, that's exactly it. <laughs> I know I see bare feet and I'm like, oof. <laughs> One thing I do have a question about specifically for postpartum, because it does um, come up in birth class, um, is the idea of belly wrapping. And um, I'm just would love a quick take on this from you, Anna, because I hear some people are like, oh, it's to like support your pelvic organs. And other people are like, no, it's to keep your, your kidneys warm. And I just recommend it because most people uh, like it. I just like like feels good comfy cozy feelings mm-hmm. so i'm just wondering what the chinese medicine perspective is on on belly wrapping and if you have a recommendation on when to do that and maybe when that you wouldn't do that mm-hmm. i don't know when you wouldn't um i think there's in classical medicine we are we're less focused on the kidneys as we are on like the dantian or the lower like three fingers below the belly button, which correlates to that like portal of bringing back chi. And it also is uterine, it's intestinal and it's uterine. So like the key organs in, the key organ in classical medicine is the intestines. Because if you're not um, eliminating properly illness, if you can't transform and eliminate, you're, you're not gonna, you're, things are gonna back up um, or things are gonna drain out too fast. So, so because that whole Dantian was open, like completely open, you know, um, expanded from holding a baby, the, the pelvic floor was completely open to release this baby, everything to, it just supports it coming back. Um, and, and is like putting socks on your Dantian. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, and so, but actually on the back, correlating to the three fingers below the belly button is the, um, 
is the Ming Mun and the and like the the back portal do for and the Ming Mun and so so they if you have those both closed you've got these two spots two two portals sealed yeah. you've heard you, like I said you've already been opened wide open <laughs> so Very. time okay. to wrap it up <laughs> we'll hit that wrap it up box um <laughs> my I, I hope it's okay to move forward a little bit, but I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, we've birthed our baby. We've taken care of ourselves postpartum. Um, what about when we're feeling like we might be wanting to move towards another pregnancy and how do you have some practices or wisdom to share on um, how we might think about that if we're if we are planning or we're maybe not even planning, but just even thinking about planning, um, okay. our, our next pregnancy to, to, to start that from a place of health. Um, I, well, one of the recommendations is waiting a year between pregnancies, which is so hard for most women. They are like, you know, they, some want to get, so it, especially if they've miscarried, I should say, if there's a miscarriage, women don't want to wait but it takes as much energy to, to even conceive as, as it does and miscarry as it does almost to, mm-hmm. to birth a, a full term. Um, so I think the same, I mean, if all those practices, all those like consolidating practices are, are sort of lifestyle shifts, lifestyle, you know, when you're going forward and you're, okay, now I'm out in the world and I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, okay, there's, there's, am I over sweating once again? Right. Am I over sweating? Am I over working? And is my men, do I have too much mental stress? Am I, am I, um, am I anxious and stressed? Am I in trauma trying to get childcare for my kid or making money or all of those things are again, leakages and you, and they're going to, uh, make it so there's less resource for, for creating a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think same thing going forward. If you're, you know, avoiding sugar and dairy and alcohol and fried foods and cold foods and uncooked foods are all things that are, um, those things are all really hard to digest. And it, again, if the, if the, if the, if you, now you've, you're kind of in the flow of your baby, but you're like not digesting well, you're having night sweats still, you're every cycle, you're like crying, you know, then these are all things again, that are, you know, you're not, life isn't being digested well. So like going forward, how are you going to have space to, and resource to take care of this next being that comes in? I mean, we all manage somehow. (laughs) But it can be a, a really like having two kit one one year old and then a, a brand new baby is like, or getting pregnant when you have a one year old, you know, it's like it can be a shock and and a challenge. Um, so uh, I mean, if if people if you can receive help, also and and try to, mm, I mean. We all do the best we can. <laughs> I think back and I see you, you mamas, and I know you're like in that place of like how you know I'm I'm going to school or I'm working and I've got my kid and I've got my partner and 
-hmm. yeah, it's a lot to, to take care of. And, um, but it's, it's a holy moment to make that next step too. So, so taking those, this inventory of your own life and where the spaces you have for yourself and for, for growing something else, Mm -hmm. where that, where is that? Anna, I can, um, I'm curious if in addition to all those things that I hope we're all making space for is to manage, balance, um, take care of ourselves in all the ways. Is there any, because I can already in my mind, I'm hearing folks say, but is there anything I can specifically do? Like, is there a thing I can take? Are there herbs? Are there teas? Are there tinctures? Are there practices specifically thinking about my womb, my body? Um, anything there that can be really helpful to, you know, because I'm a, I'm a list maker. I want to check those boxes, Anna. I want to, right. did I do all those right. things? Is there anything specifically that a woman might want to think about doing? And we also had the question, anything a man can do as well. Right. Right. And male fertility is uh, same as women, female mm. fertility. They're both tied to blood. You know, they're both tied to what's the quality of the blood, how, you know, mm-hmm. and in a man, it might be harder to see because they don't have a cycle that you can kind of track how's the flow of it. But if there is sperm issues, there is a blood, he, mm-hmm. the man needs support with his blood. Um, so there's like a list of foods that are really blood nourishing. I can give those, you know, when in a lot of, um, for the fertile years, mm-hmm. um, Eggs are good in trying to get pregnant, in being pregnant, and in postpartum. And there's like stories of um, women eating like dozen eggs a day <laughs> in China when they're trying to conceive, or they're or they're in the postpartum phase, or they're nursing, or um, you know. So it's so any anything that has that same like viability of life force, um, an egg, a chicken egg, a fish egg, a seed, um, a sprout, uh, you know, any of those things are, are like very much like our sperm and egg. They, they hold that same potential for life. So those are always good foods to add in. Um, and, um, some other things, again, I, I mentioned kanji um, and, you know, some, sometimes in, in certain things, they'll talk about like things like desiccated liver and like, I, I don't know, I don't, you know, try that. But I think having things that might be easier to digest, like the nuts and seeds, black sesame seeds, um, and, and before going to like heavy meats or organ meats, there's like light porridges that they're, they're not a, they're not a blood nourishing food. They're a di- they're like stomach, uh, fluid nourishing. They nourish the function of the stomach. Then you can make the blood so you can add like, uh, so a, a kanji for those who don't know what it is, is a rice porridge and it doesn't have to be just rice. And the, the, um, proportions are, it's a quarter cup of a grain to four cups of water. So it's a super mm-hmm. dilute um, gruel and it's cooked for an hour and a half simmered. And then you can, you know, ginger is always good to add. Um, then like pine nuts, um, 
sesame seeds, um, flax seeds, chia seeds, um, mixing grains, like adding a, a, a barley or a um, buckwheat or corn or quinoa, like mixing it all up or even a little oat. So you have a, a kind of a multi-grain porridge. Um, adding chopped ginger, adding a little bit of minced beef, not eating a ton of meat, but like your, your body will take in mm -hmm. and transform a little bit much better than it will take in a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. um, and um, of course, beets and um, molasses and, you know, black beans. And um, again, like, oh, Chinese dates. I don't know if I mentioned those jujubes, but those are, those are so nourishing blood nourishing to the womb and the heart and the brain they're phenomenal um so and you know a man well a man i mean we'll all overwork easily and then we are we don't have we'll deplete our blood um and and we won't sleep enough for being woken up um so they're you know taking turns getting good sleep with a partner um but making sure that that's, you know, if, if it's not your baby who's waking you up or your, then is it your own, is it anxiety? Is it different things? And really finding a way to um, get rest, get sleep, because that will re restore organs, restore blood, restore hormones. And, um, and yeah. Anna, um, Mia's asked a question and I just have had this question asked um, maybe two or three times this month, which is, is there anything I can do? Um, you know, if you're beyond 12 months postpartum and you want your cycle to return, mm -hmm. um, your thoughts, I have my own thoughts that I've shared. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Her question was, is there anything besides Vitex that could support her cycle to return? Um, I, has Vitex helped? Has it started to come back at all, Mia, or not yet? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there are in, in the classical Chinese medicine system, it's so, uh, symptom based, um, as to how and what herbs would be given. So, I mean, we could say, yes, let's nourish your blood like crazy, but if you can't digest the blood tonics, then it might not be the, there might, might have to go in another door, you know, mm. um, and, uh, start with stomach or, um, so um, that would be such a specific, you know, symptom picture. Um, and, but again, I would, I, I would make sure you're able to digest what, you know, what you're putting in um, into your system. And um, again, we tend to want to go real rich when we want to start to bring back our, our, menses and our, our moon and bring and nourish our blood and there's all these you know I just was I'm, I'm in Michigan now and I'm working at this new place and and uh everybody's like really into this really hard to digest blood tonic I'm like oh how's that going for you, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so it's important to see how well you can you know are you getting really bloated or gassy by the things that you're putting in and and to address that because right. that that the function of transformation mm -hmm. will help you to make the blood that you need to bleed. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Thank you. 
I have to log off, but I wish you were here. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, because if you were, you know, is acupuncture like getting acupuncture going would be is awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay. Moxa. Moxa is another thing we can tell. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to just say something that really struck me because in the embracing pregnancy group that I lead or my work with pregnant women, um, you know, low hemoglobin is often a concern in pregnancy. And I too know a lot of people who are taking, um, mega doses of herbs or iron supplements, and then having digestive Mm-hmm. as a result. And so that was just kind of a light bulb moment for me that it's not always just about bombarding the system with blood building herbs. It, you know, we are more than one system and we have to find balance and harmony. So one system can support another. And mm-hmm. that came up just last night. So I was oh, cool. Thanks for, thanks for giving that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, digestion is first. It's like the, it, you know, the, the, there is this pattern of needling that's called the wheel of life. And it's like addressing the wheel of life, that the digestive force and, um, anything we can do, if there are any digestive symptoms, it's, it means we're not transforming well. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, if it's, if you're yeah getting bloated and gassy from all your heavy blood tonics, it's like, Whoa, back off, have a bowl of congee. <laughs> but there's no blood tonic in it. It's okay. <laughs> You'll feel so good after you eat it. <laughs> yeah. And I want to open it up to anyone else who is joined us live who has a question for Anna, you're welcome to chat us or you're also welcome to unmute and ask Anna yourself if you have a question um, that you think she might have an answer. In the meantime, Chelsea, other thoughts on your mind? You're mute. Oh, so many. Yeah. (laughs) So many. Um, Because, kind of returning to postpartum or that space in between pregnancies. Um, And thinking about the cycle question that was just asked and just thinking about the emotional component. I know you kind of spoke to that, Anna, but um, with lifestyle stuff, um, I was just hoping for maybe yeah, maybe we would sound like Katie, like more specific, um, <laughs> like what's the magic tonic we can take to <laughs> help us calm down, um, or, um, you know, that's a, a little simplistic, but, um, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is digestion, relaxation, consolidation, like this kind of like slowing down and concentrating our energy like more within and not going so without Mm -hmm. Um, what I guess I'm hoping for is do you have a word of advice for us who aren't very good at doing that on our own (laughs) um (laughs) like what if I'm like yeah I know I should do all that but I need a little bit more I need I need like something a little bit more I can hang my hat on do you have any Mm go-tos that um you can give to us basic folks (laughs) 
I mean, you've got to, yeah, car, just finding that space to carve out for your, for your own peace of mind. Um, and it mean, might mean handing off and not having anybody with you but yourself, um, you know, ha- and getting a chance to hear your own brain, you know. Um, I mean, meditation can be so helpful, but it doesn't have to be a 30 minute. It can be five minutes and you can be like sitting there going, okay, okay, I've done. but then you're done. And you're like, wow, that was kind of cool. I had like maybe 30 seconds of like peace, <laughs> but that's awesome to have 30 seconds of peace when you, you know, when you don't, when your life is full and you can't hardly carve out a five minute, just like mm-hmm. sit there and be like, I've breathed for a solid 30 seconds. (laughs) I mean, and, and there's, it's a starting place, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, and, um, and it also is not, it doesn't give you this place where you are going to fail because we have, you know, it's like, we, we think, Oh, well, I'm not getting enough time and there's no space or time, but if you have five minutes, you're, you're not going to fail at your 30 minute meditation practice or you know uh, by not taking it or not you know you, you just give yourself that and then and then that starts to feel good and then maybe the space expands where you're like I think I could do six minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. and now I feel three minutes of calm in there or you know um I, I, th- we, I think we have to start really gentle also mm-hmm. of giving that back if we're used to not providing that space for ourselves mm-hmm. Here at the nest, we call that scaffolding, Anna. Just a little scaffolding, mm. just a few steps to get us to right. that extra. That's right. <laughs> cool. Right, right. Without, like, I was just talking to somebody today, and and I mean, so many people just like they they want to like they want to put in put in things into their world and like um, and t- and be told what to take out, and, and it's like, well, just like take one little tiny step. Don't take mm-hmm. anything out. Maybe try this, you know, try the five minutes, try adding mm-hmm. a little bit of breakfast and like, don't, don't do a huge, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't try to do a huge makeover to your existence. Cause, cause there's, you, you've got other structures that are in place that you you're also managing. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I have a question that I get asked all the time. I'm curious what you think. Um, so many moms tell me when their cycle does return and they're breastfeeding and, and I've been hearing this a lot over the years is, well, <clears throat> I noticed a dip and then my milk production. And of course I have my own thoughts on that, but I'm curious from your perspective, any ideas for ways to kind of build that up? I mean, milk is blood, right? Milk is blood. Yeah. And so when we're now releasing blood and trying to create, make milk, curious if we think if you have suggestions for women in those moments well often there's those temporary dips right and then it comes back and it's so common like four months there's this like oh my god my milk supply and it's Mm -hmm. like oh then it levels off again and it's it's a combination of Mm -hmm. the baby what the baby needs and and then what our body how our body's adjusting um so then there's no need to panic. It usually does level level back, and everybody's adjusting to their both their needs. You know, the, so um, so I think not panicking when those dips happen, um, and 
and um, looking again, like how much, you know, our, our stress factors are the things that, that really also we've got like all these things that are, are taking from us. So are, are those things, did they increase um, at the same time that we, we bled and we're breastfeeding? Is it all, is it all at once or is there something that I can do to change um, where, again, where my leakages are? Yeah, I just, I think it comes from also a, such a fluctuation of hormones mm-hmm. when your cycle mm-hmm. returns. And, and obviously there's a fluctuation during menses or just even before, sometimes during ovulation. And I think that can start to trip up breastfeeding levels, mm-hmm. which is also hundred percent dependent on hormones. Right. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting shift after mm-hmm. not having a cycle for a while and then returning to that and managing milk can be really, as you said, can be really um, scary or anxiety producing. And I like to just say, where's your mantra? I'm a milk maker. <laughs> That's what I go with. I'm a milk maker. <laughs> One of the things I'm thinking about in all of this, this little conversation here is about how many of the herbs that we use to increase milk supply are also generally traditionally considered digestive herbs. Oh, really? <laughs> Like that's and a Greek and fennel and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, what? that's the connection. Boom. Mind that's blown. right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but also just, you know, that advice to like, get in bed, rest, right. like right. hydrate, like just right. consolidate right. and comes back around to digestion. And I just thought that, that my mind just went all sparkles and um, <laughs> fun. I mean, hi, Shoshi, go ahead. Hi. Um, it's kind of also like related to what we're talking about, but um, with the menses coming back, it's actually kind of a two-part question. I don't know how related it is, but with the menses coming mm-hmm. back, um, like, is there a too soon for that to happen? Or like, like, cause I've heard that, you know, like, oh, breastfeeding is birth control for the first six months, but I got my period four months after, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I ovulated before that. So mm-hmm. um, like I, I know for some women, the menses comes back like uncomfortably soon kind of. And it, it feels like, like for me, it felt like I didn't have enough energy to be losing that blood. And I was kind of surprised that my body was doing that. So I have a, like, I'm just curious about that. Like if there's any way to kind of like support the consolidation, even as my body's like, woohoo, let's shed more blood. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And then the second part of my question that may or may not be related is you're kind of talking about like the anxiety and the, the chi flowing upwards. And I know like also insomnia is related to that. Um, mm-hmm. And if you could just kind of talk about like what, like what systems are connected and how to support the systems that would like help kind of bring the energy down, help with sleep and anxiety and mm-hmm. yeah. I think our bodies, we don't know when we're going to bleed. I mean, some people it's more than a year, you know, and, and eight, you know, 18 months, they're still not bleeding. There's, you know, it's so variable. Um, it can be depleting to bleed too soon for sure. Um, but we can't, we can't like stop that process. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, it, again, it goes back to, you know, um, h- how, how well we can nourish ourselves on the back end. 
um, you know, okay, I'm bleeding. So I really do need to more to more that I can digest that I can give than make blood and for my milk and for my own menses. Um, and, uh, and then if insomnia is a, um, is yes, an upsurge of chi, just like the anxiety and, um, and depression and, um, and it can be, uh, it can be connected to an excess in the system, um, where maybe there's overeating at night and then you're like full and then you get this upsurge of, from the fullness of the, of the belly, or it can be from a deficiency of, of blood where the mind isn't nourished enough to settle, to settle at night. Um, so it, it, it can be a, diff, a few different reasons that that can happen. Um, and our, you know, there's all these scalp points on the uh, front of the head um, that's called the frontal line or the happy lines. Um, and they actually are needled. There's like seven points along the, the hairline and they, they take the energy down out of the head. Um, and then when you also, if you're doing acupuncture, also needle the belly, then it brings it back into the belly. So even visualizing like, okay, getting this out of my head, getting the energy out of my head and back down into circulating clockwise in my belly. How is this, how is the, the wheel going? And is it spinning up here or is it spinning down there? Mm -hmm. um, even doing some scalp massage. I just found these great things on Amazon that are like, they call them curly hair brushes. And they're like, they're amazing scalp massage tools. And they're just these nubby rubber. <laughs> they're so good. And they can help just, again, descend the energy out of the head and back into the belly. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why women do bleed so soon for some. I, for me, it was like six months and four months. Um, and... Um, Sometimes it could be related to a blood stagnation, but sometimes it's just our body, you know, there is a, there is a, enough production of blood that we're quickly starting going right back into cycles again. Um, but if we are, then we really do have to like see, manage how much other, you know, are we, are we losing too much blood? You know, are, um, is there a lot of pain? What is the, what's, what's going on with the menses as well so that we can, you can, um, you know, get some help in shifting how the flow of blood is going. Thanks, Anna. So. I want to be mindful of your time. Thank you. <laughs> we thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. And thanks for hanging out with us all the way from Michigan. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What are you able to, if we're here in California or anywhere in the world and want to connect with you, what services um, are you available for at this time? I am doing telehealth and where I um, will consult on the phone or through Zoom and um, create a, um, customized herbal formulas and send them off to you. Um, and then we you know, also discussing food and, and other, um, any other pieces of life that need support. 
Um, and there are some acupuncturists that I can refer to in the Nevada County area. Um, but really nobody does herbs like I do. So I would, if you want to do an herbal <laughs> consultation and get herbs, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> it's, it just becomes so specific to, to your system and it, and I'm really aware of how we need to change it if things are, um, as your body changes and the formula changes and I, it's, it's really a great way to track and shift the body, how it works. So great. And yeah. we can do that through your website. We can set yes. up appointments. Yes. I will make yes. sure that we link your website connected to this recording. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Spirit Farmer Acupuncture. Thank you. It's so good to see you all. Good Thanks for inviting you. me to join. Absolutely. <laughs> We're happy. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye. 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 You've been listening to The Nest on Tap. For more talks about pregnancy and parenting, visit us online at thenestfamilyresource.com, on Facebook at The Nest Childbirth Postpartum and Parenting, and on Instagram at thenest.nc.